0: All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Be Bold Podcast. Today, I am joined by Transparency. I'm very excited. Hi, guys. Hey.
1: hey! We're excited to be here, and we are so excited to support your new journey. And yes. we know that it's going to grow and blossom into something that is going to be beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. Thank you. Can I <laughs> you guys? You want to introduce yourselves?
2: Yes. Go ahead, Lizelle. Of course. Okay, so... Hi, everyone. My name is LaSalle, co-founder of Transparency. (laughs) Hi, everybody. My name is LaSalle, co-founder of Transparency.
1: (laughs) Okay. And take two.
0: I love it. I love
1: it. All right. I'll go, LaSalle. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Cynthia, and I am co-founder of Transparency. And currently, right now, I am getting my master's in social work, which I am so happy, even though there's a story behind that. Mm. And I am currently engaged and, you know, just prospering in other things to come. Yes,
0: Yes. I love to see it. Congratulations, too, on the engagement. Thank you. Yes, Yes, I want to hear more about school, but LaSalle?
2: (laughs) Yes, so I'm LaSalle. I am currently getting my master's. At Rutgers University in public administration.
1: Yes, yes. You see how we're trying to, like, balance it? She gets the administration part. I get the, like, clinical work, you know, blended together. That's great.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So, no, it's funny. Recently, um, I was accepted into the master's in public health program at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I'm at Rutgers um, Newark, so I'm gonna start there this fall.
2: Oh, oh congratulations! Congratulations. Awesome. congratulations!
0: Yes, thank you, thank you. Prospering out here, Rutgers oh, seems yeah. to be that place. So,
2: Girl, yeah, place. Place. Super yeah, place. And we're all at Rutgers Newark, so we're gonna see you. Yes, well,
0: you yes. hopefully, yes. hopefully.
2: will pass these online classes. You know? oh, man, <laughs> oh. seriously.
0: Yeah. The remote learning. But I mean, talking about that, how have you guys been doing with um everything that's going on? on
1: I was just telling like what I tell people most of the times is that um I am not happy about Corona, obviously, because it has birthed out, like, different things in terms of people dying and sickness and stuff like that. But at the same time, I do feel like because of the pause, it has helped people to be creative and bold in areas that maybe they didn't have time for before.
3: So... Mm-hmm.
1: If you really do sit down, a lot of people, either they cut their hair and they turn a natural now or, you know, new businesses, whatever it may be, they're kind of growing into themselves because people have time to really look at themselves in the mirror and appreciate who they are and where they want to go.
0: No, that's so true. There was um a meme I saw actually that was um I thought twenty twenty was gonna be the year I get everything I want, but mm-hmm. it ended up being the year you appreciate everything that you have. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I did
1: see that. And it is, it's on, it's on point, honestly. It
0: really is. It, it really is. I don't know I don't know like what I expected this year to be. I mean, I know I wanted to obviously start grad school or apply for grad school, look for new jobs, but when this whole thing shut down happened, and all I had was to you know work from home and you know, I didn't know how the deadlines were going to be. I didn't know how much stress was going to come. I was just like, thank God I have a home, mm-hmm. right? To be in and thank God I don't have to pay rent here.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There's just
0: so many different factors.
2: Yeah, and you can work from home. You didn't get laid yes, off. Like, yeah. 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 Awesome. That is so amazing. Amazing and what I was saying earlier too, it was so it was so strange but also like satisfying at the same time to see the entire world like go on pause mm-hmm. and to just really appreciate things that really matter and Um, Be able to have those alone time with your family, be able to sit down for dinner and do like the little things because you're always on the go, go, go all the time. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was refreshing before
1: everything got like shut down, shut down. And (laughs) we were still in the office with my coworkers and they were like they were they were trying to figure out if our office was going to close and allow us to work from home. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, they just need to close it down. Let everybody stay in the house. Like, God is sending us a message that, America, you work too too hard. Like, stay (laughs) at home and enjoy your family. (laughs) Exactly.
0: That is so true. Yeah. No. I feel like even with, like, Americans working so hard, we, like, I get up. I go to work. I, I'm i tired at work or tired at the end of the day. I come back home. You know, I need to do my stuff to prepare to rest. Yeah. stuff that I even want to do or focus my time on, I have very limited time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like almost became between, like, me choosing to even, like, socialize with my friends and you do the fun mm-hmm. things on the weekends or, you know, isolate myself and work on, like, this one project that I have. And, I mean, no one wants to choose between the two. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was a perfect opportunity for me to kind of just, like, sit down and put more time into, you know, projects like my podcast projects, Mm -hmm. like things I want to do outside of, you know, work
1: yeah you you honestly like i'm not gonna say working for the corporate world or having a nine-to-five is a bad thing obviously it's a good thing but at the end of the day you do have to put things in perspective of how are you yeah how are you gonna eventually pay yourself Mm -hmm. what what generation are you now gonna form for your family you know what i mean and not to say that people who want to live that nine-to-five life is Is a curse but at the end of the day I feel like what has made me realize through this whole thing is there are certain things that I want to open up avenues for my children's children's children Mm -hmm. and a nine to five sometimes does not give you that time to think or be creative to grow yourself and how you want to give yourself a name like as you're working for somebody and they're building their name Mm -hmm. how are you going to build your name as well
0: Spot on, perfectly. <laughs> that's that's so perfect. Yeah, it's, it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. um, but definitely having at least something to put, pass down to your kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I mean, even when you do have a nine to five, it's just that balance of like asking God, all right, how can I balance this? Because I mean, the world is going to go back to normal Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all these projects and businesses and things that people have now birthed in this time, you still have to continue it. So you still Mm -hmm. have to find that when work does go back to normal and only God can really help you with that balance or make important decisions on what you have to drop. Yes,
0: Amazing. So I mean, that's a great segue. Let's talk about transparency. Let's give everyone what transparency is, why you guys started it.
2: Okay. Okay. So um, I think when you had asked the first question, that question actually really was, it was super deep about where did we realize that, um, how did transparency come about? Because we realized that there was a need Mm -hmm. in the community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I would say that the need in our community is that transparency as a whole, like our goal is to be able to walk with people during their faith walk. Because like, especially when you first start your faith walk, um, just a journey in itself, like you have all of these, you're already stigmatized because it's counterculture. And so even before you really get into it, you're already kind of being judged and people are looking at you like you're crazy or you're different or what's wrong with you, you know? Mm -hmm. So our whole goal is to be able to, recognize like, yeah, you're not alone on your journey. And even if you do feel alone or you do feel attacked or you do feel judged, like our goal is to ensure that people know that we want to be with you. We want to walk with you. We want to encourage you. We want to help you and be there for you. Like that sisterly. lean, figure.
1: Yeah. That's what the two C's at the end is Christ and community because within our own selves, even though our faith walks are very different, they we still at one point in our faith walks, at no, not even one point, many times in our faith walk, we felt alone and we felt mm-hmm. like nobody understood us. And we wanted to bridge that gap with transparency in terms of be having transparent conversations of how do you really feel mm-hmm. like what is really going on even if it's conversations that in the, normally in church you would not talk about I want to hear it yeah. we want to talk to you about it because those are the conversations that help you to understand that somebody's with you and that you're not crazy and that somebody else has been through it and this is the advice we can give you and if we haven't been through it then we can pray together with you so you mm. know that you're still with a community and I think that's the that's the most important thing in your faith walk is to have a community. community. Because if you do it by yourself, like, man, that joke is hard. Like, even Jesus, even though, you know, he's the Lord and Savior and all God on top, but at the same time, he had disciples. Mm -hmm. You know, he was rolling Mm -hmm. me and yeah. then he still had his inner corner, you know? <laughs> so he still had people with, with him, him yes. you know? And yes. I think exactly. that's very important. I think as Christians, sometimes we kind of forget that you still need people. Like, yes, there are going to be times where you have to walk alone just like Jesus did. And you have to be bold in your aloneness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you still know that I can call on somebody. And I think that's what yes. we really, the real purpose was behind transparency is that we looked at our own lives and we said, man, even though we're best friends, there were still many times that we went through this journey of Christianity by ourselves because our journeys were different. And had we been more transparent with each other, maybe we would not go by it ourselves. Yes. Yeah.
0: I, I love that so much. I love the whole explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to say, when I first came across Transparency like on my Instagram and I realized that you were putting on events,
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, I was like, wow. One, I needed to be a part of it, right? I felt like, okay, this was kind of made, I'm in this point where, you know, I need some support in my faith walk. Uh-huh. That was one. Two, I know Cynthia. I've known C- C- Cynthia for a while. I'm like, this is perfect for her. This is, the, this is what Cynthia <laughs> should be doing. So... um that was another thing. Then I met LaCell at the first, at the sister to sister event that I attended. I was like, "This is perfect for both of them. Like, this yeah. is great." Like, I, felt, I felt so. Even though I went by myself, I felt like everyone in the room like had their guards down and was mm-hmm. being yeah. transparent. in The conversations and the questions you guys were asking were, you know, challenging people to be transparent
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and be honest with themselves and be honest with themselves in the room of strangers yeah. who all have the same goal.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, so I, th- I thought that was, was amazing. Um, just a little synopsis. I've always gone to church um, with my family. That's been like a routine since I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was baptized. I grew up in the Catholic church. Yeah. Um, but around like, I want to say around like eighth grade, my faith started to dwindle after my grandmother passed away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I remember before that I would like, I would, be so attached um, to church and religion. I was praying every night. It was impossible for me not to pray at night because I I just wouldn't feel like safe.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: after my, my grandmother passed, I, you know, I started praying less and less. It became less and less of a priority to me. Mm-hmm. But I never stopped going to church. I, but mm-hmm. I definitely neglected my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I love transparency. It came about and it was like the perfect thing for me to start jumping in to feel more comfortable with, you know, mm-hmm. being, embarking on a faith walk at 25 and not like, when you're younger, your parents are just telling you you need to go to church. It has to be a different, it's a different thing for me now. Yeah, um, that's why I really wanted to bring you guys on the show to talk about that, um, and for have other women listening to understand wherever you are in your faith journey. Um, Supporting right, Christ and community is super important, and transparency is definitely going to provide that for you. I, I want to like highlight you guys today with that.
3: Yeah. So,
0: but you guys mentioned also um, feeling lonely
3: mm-hmm. um,
0: on your faith walk. So. I know there's sometimes there's this there's sometimes there's um, stigmas mm-hmm. about the Christian church or there's stigmas about church or people sometimes are scared to um, be involved because they might feel judged mm-hmm. I guess for being new or for not knowing as much as um, other people. Well, how do you guys feel about that?
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, I think I'll give it to LaCell to talk because <laughs> that's why I said God brought us together for two different reasons in terms of our stories are so different in terms of our own faith walks of Christ so we can speak to different people not that I can't speak to the people that can sympathize with LaSalle's story but at the Mm -hmm. same time it's good to know somebody that's physically gone through it and Mm -hmm. LaSalle can give a better explanation on that
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: so um okay so I think that that's, that's a great question because there are a lot of stigmas about the church and about um, about stepping into your faith walk. And I think the first thing is that what we have to address is that um, you had asked a question about, you know, do you necessarily need to follow or be deep into a religion to have a relationship with God? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's, the, that's the basis where it comes at is that when you have a relationship over religion... It's like you recognize, like I, I was watching this, I was reading an article and the the article said, religion is a guy in a church thinking about fishing, but relationship <laughs> is a guy out fishing thinking about God. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the perspective is just different. But I feel like when you recognize like, yeah, no, it's better that I have a relationship with God over having this whole religion, the law, the doctrine, because that's when people become very judgmental or say mm-hmm. like, Oh no, because you don't do this because you mm-hmm. don't do that. And a whole list of do's and don'ts and rules and et cetera. It's when we start to judge other people based on the law. And I think that is the whole concept of the new Testament is that we understand Jesus life, his death and his legacy and what he left us with. And I would say for me, and Cynthia, the reason why she said for me to talk about my story is because All my life, like in our friendship, I always kind of felt judged,
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: you know, and um, that's because I didn't really have a strong foundation within my family to understand what God was about. I was baptized Catholic. I went to a Catholic church, but um, (laughs) we didn't really, you know, it was like, yeah, we go to church on Sunday, but. Monday through Saturday, we're doing whatever we want to do, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't really have much of that example. So I was living my life like, okay, yeah, I know you, God, but I just did whatever I wanted to do and didn't really understand the whole concept of, you know, honoring, honoring myself, honoring my body, loving God, or loving myself as God loves me, you know, and it really threw a wrench in our relationship because I'm like, girl (laughs) I feel like you don't understand me I feel like you're judging me we're having our issues and it really it really kind of messed up our relationship Mm -hmm. and
0: the relationship between you and your family or you and Cynthia
2: me and listen like
0: our friendship
2: yeah Yeah. yeah. and that's
1: where that name transparency came from because I hate saying this, but God has forgiven me, but I, she, okay. You see how you said like church has its own like judgmental. So she came from the perspective of, I don't really know that much. Mm I'm going to church, but I don't really know what it means to have a relationship with God. And I came from the aspect of, I know what it means to have a relationship with God. And sometimes when you have that mind point of view that, Oh, I know you Mm -hmm. become a, uh, you you don't know that you're being judgmental, but you're being judgmental. You know what I and mean? That, and certain yeah. things that someone will say, because obviously they don't know, you kind of looking at them like, uh, duh, shouldn't you <laughs> know this? Like, you say you love <laughs> yeah. God. Like, this is obvious. But obviously it's not because God has different relationships with all of us. And on top of that, there's different levels to a christian person not to say that one level is greater than another but it's just to say that there are different levels and in our our friendship the reason why transparency is the main name is because the only reason we were able to break through that judgment is because we were finally transparent with each other to say Mm -hmm. okay this is how i feel like you're treating me and then i now receive it and i be transparent and say oh you know i didn't know i was making you feel this way, and this is how I felt when you said this. Those transparent mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. really helped us to now grow the friendship that we now have, that even if problems do arise and misunderstandings arise, that we can talk about it in a transparent way to really come to a good ending point. But in the, be- I would say the beginning, I think when we were finally growing into ourselves, mm-hmm. like college, college age, yeah. oh my God, that was just so hard. <laughs> it was really it was so hard. Oh
3: my god! I want, to hear I want to hear it. What was so hard
1: about it? It was. Yeah. It was hard because yeah. I don't know. For me, I was like, I'm being a good friend, God, and yeah. then you hear that you're not being a good friend. You actually being real judgmental and unsentimental about my feelings. It was like. Me, coming from that angle, I was so confused. I was like, what am I supposed to do? And how am I supposed to tell her, God, she ain't going the right way? But then at the same time, through our experiences, I learned the grace of God. And Mm -hmm. I learned what it means to truly love somebody unconditionally with flaws and all. Even Mm -hmm. though you say that, sometimes when you go through it, God really opens your eyes to make you see that, nah you don't really love that person unconditionally. Mm. And I remember a conversation we had. It was it was something. I she'll she'll, she'll tell you the details if she wants to. <laughs> but it was a conversation we had where um I had to tell her like, Lisselle, I don't care if you do A and Z, I will mm. still love you. Yes. I don't care if you do Y and W, I will still love you. I'm still going to be here. <laughs> I may not Approve of what you're doing <laughs> but at the same time, I love you, and I think that's the point of community is I will still love you. That's why, mm-hmm. even though your family may annoy you, you still go to them because at the end of the day, they will still love you. They can't throw you away, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, can't, they can't. No, that, that I love that you guys are so honest about that hiccup in your friendship because. It, people don't talk about how to maintain friendships between women as much as they talk about how women are supposed to maintain relationships with men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can get your first practice in how to be transparent with someone, with how to communicate with someone that you do love them unconditionally
3: mm-hmm.
0: with your friends first. They're right there. I, mean, yes. you know, I, I
1: always, always tell, tell so she was my practice husband. Honestly. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Well, okay.
0: I love that though. That
1: <laughs> <laughs> like before I had my fiance down, she was literally my mans because all these deep conversations we had, you eventually have to do that. If you want to be in a long time relationship with a man, you're going to have yeah. to do that with your
3: friends. Yeah,
0: you are. And it's so much easier to, I'm not say practice, but it's so much easier to have a healthy friendship yeah. and transition into the next stage of you guys' life where you guys do meet your husbands, your fiances yeah. and have, and bring that communication style Imagine that you and you and uh, were never transparent about that, Ooh. you know, that one part of your lives where you guys didn't really know how to connect and you guys never were transparent with each other. It would have been so hard.
3: Yeah,
1: it would have been hard that with anybody
0: else. It yeah, would have been you know?
1: definitely because if, transparency teaches cheap uh, Transparency teaches you how to be vulnerable.
0: Okay. And wow.
1: if you are not vulnerable in long lasting relationships, they don't last. Like even people who have siblings, if you do not know how to be transparent with your own siblings, majority of those times, yes, you may call each other sister and brother and you have blood, the same blood running through your veins. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a close bond because Mm -hmm. that that transparency of communication is not there. Like, I don't feel like if you don't feel like, oh, brother or sister, I can talk to you about anything. Then it's just a, you know, we, we surface levels. Mm -hmm. So there's At the same time of a surface level friendship, that's where you are with your siblings. It's surface level. But that Mm -hmm. transparent communication helps you to now break those bonds that even if I feel the most, I mean, like I committed the worst sin, I know I can go to my brother or my sister and be like, oh my God, I just did this. And still (laughs) feel shameful, but not shameful to them.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that that kind of, it's a great segue into me being transparent about what mm-hmm. happened in college like mm-hmm. basically just a little of a synopsis of what was happening in college is that i had met some <laughs> <laughs> getting real in here
3: <laughs> i love, it. I love to see it
2: oh my gosh i had met some you know this an entanglement
0: <laughs> that's a great word i, I completely understand what you're talking about
2: that is so funny Yes. it was this crazy entanglement <laughs> that shouldn't well, you know, I'm I've learned so much. Yeah. But crazy entanglement with this person and um it's like as soon as, as soon as Cynthia met this person, she said no. Yeah, I
1: said, no, no, no. My no. discerning
2: spirit said, Whoo, we
1: gotta close this door. <laughs>
0: Oh, so you knew off you knew our first the oh, first yeah. thing you saw.
1: Oh, I don't I, I don't know why, but I think it's just a, a it's blessing not, from God. Yes, but I can meet things. somebody and just know your spirit ain't right or know exactly what position you play in my life. Mm. Either oh, you're wow. long term or a short term. Garrett, I have messed up a few times in the future <laughs> because I ain't listened to the spirit. <laughs> 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 But majority of the time, I do have that unction, and I think that's yeah. what also caused the riff in our relationship too. Because the would introduced me, so I said, "Mm mm." But now I've, I've 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 closed my mouth. I'd be like, you know, God, Holy Spirit, you know, let her know
2: it ain't right
0: <laughs> when she's ready. Tell her when she's ready. Tell her when she's ready.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so, like, on for an instant, it was like, oh, okay, so she don't like she don't like this person uh-huh. and then every time like i would talk to her i'll talk to her about this person she was switch up her face and she'll be like mm, mm, mm. <laughs> no like so uncomfortable because Cynthia has this thing where like if she don't like something she's uncomfortable like yeah. she would start like her shoulder would start oh my like, god <laughs> she would start like twitching when she's talking It's just like oh my-, oh
3: my god i don't
2: like this right so we were having our issues because she's just like no, I don't understand why you're doing this. What is wrong with you? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I understand this, but I, you, I, I can now tell you, are you trying to tell me I can't make my own decisions? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. or you trying to control me or control my life and tell me um, what to do, where to go? Da, da, da. So it started causing tension in our own relationship, where um, I started pushing her away. Girl, she stopped talking to me.
1: We went to the same college, and when I tell you today, oh my god, when I tell you she went, I went to the dining hall, and this girl walked right past me. That hurts. hurt. we have reached this point in the relationship. Wow, Nord. Dorm room, and I said, God, I will never talk to her again. <laughs> I will not. I will not. And the, I mean, obviously, oh the Holy God. Spirit had to talk to me Ooh. and be like, I right, you just got to show her love. So I remember I put on my wall, in my dorm room wall, I used to have like these prayer points. And I would look at them just to remind myself that God is going to uh, gonna accomplish these things. And I remember that same day, he told me to put on that same wall <laughs> that my friendship with LaCelle is going to be better than it is right now. I didn't, oh but I rolled my eyes as I put it on the wall. <laughs>
0: it was it was supposed to happen i know it was it was supposed to happen it was supposed to happen
1: because at the end of the day, I feel like it, it helped her grow as a woman that she is right now. And in mm-hmm. some life experiences, even though you know you want to like help your friend out, you want to help your sister out, you want to help whoever it may be that you care about, even when we become parents in the future, there are certain things that people just have to live through it. And you just have to be like, you know what? I have your back and I'm going to live through it with you. And when you want to cry, I'm going to be here. If it turns out great, I'm going to be here. But... Some experiences, people just have to live it out because if you push too hard, you're actually pushing them out of the person that God is creating them to be.
0: No, that's so, no, that's so true. Definitely. Lacelle, were you, was there more after you ignored her in the cafe? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to know if there was more to the story. more. There's so much more. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go. Okay, we're we're hearing you.
1: about that part. What? The conversation that
2: we had The open, like how that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, I don't. Okay, so um, we ended up having a conversation a couple months later because you see, this is what happened. So, and I've, me and Cynthia, we're probably gonna write a A book book or write a something one day because (laughs) we had, and I realized it was my own personal issues too, where um, I would, we would be we'll be good. We'll be Gucci. We'll be friends. And then just like I would, I would meet the next new person and I would run off and try to be this, their best friend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I recognize that now I recognize that it was a, it was a sense of validation. Like I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted, I wanted to have friends because I didn't have siblings and I wanted, and I grew up around adults. So I'm like, I want everyone to be my friend. I want to be able to have friends at school or have a circle around me that I don't have, you know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm. we all, like, all of these things. So, when I got to college now, because we stopped talking, I obviously made, quote-unquote, new, quote-unquote, friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, which was, which was crazy, because then I recognized, like, all these people are just very toxic, you know? So, mm-hmm. once all of that was over, relationship was done, then I recognized that all these people are toxic and fake and not really my friends and not, you know not there for me. They don't really care about me. It's just what they can get from me or, you know, is when, um, I really had my, my space to be by myself and to hear God's voice and to understand like, yes, you've been through this, but this is not your identity. Yes. You've been through, it, you're going to go through it. You're going to grow from it. And I'm going to take you to a, a better place. And that's when me and Cynthia, we ended up having a conversation a couple months later and we were just talking and she was very open with me. Like, it doesn't matter what happened or what you've been through or what you did or if you did this or if you did that or if you was with this person and if you had sex with that one, it doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm still going to love you. And I think that our issue, too, was because she's, um, Yeah. Okay. okay, and because she's been, you know, a virgin for this amount of time and, you know, she's saving her purity for her marriage, it's like I felt like, oh, well, because I'm not doing that, Mm-hmm. um i I can't talk to her or I can't tell her these things because I'm gonna feel judged, and then I didn't and then also I had to recognize like no, maybe it's because i am maybe it's because I'm either comparing myself that because I don't have that
3: mm-hmm.
2: now I think that she're judging me or because yeah. I'm not like mm-hmm. that, then I can't speak to you, yeah, and you I know? feel like that happens a lot
1: in like the Christian community is that like because somebody is living. I mean, in my experience, because one person is living their certain life that automatically is kind of like you, you judge yourself, mm-hmm. but because how do I explain it? Yeah, like you're, you're judging, judging yourself, yourself. And but you're put you're pushing it on somebody else that they're judging, judging you. you. Yes, And it's yeah. nothing like that. It's yeah. just the mm-hmm. fact that they're living one life and you think you should live that life. So because you're not living the life you're automatically, judging, you think the it's like, no, that person should be, should be judging you because they have the right to, and nobody has the right to judge anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And when you don't open up about those feelings that you do feel judged, even if the person is not saying anything, like I was saying in the beginning, like I, I wasn't trying to say anything to judge her, but because of how she was feeling about herself, this is why self-reflection is very important. Mm-hmm. Because of how she was feeling about herself, it was like a portrayal. garant there are some people that are very judgmental, but you mm-hmm. have to really look at it from all angles and see, okay, is this person really judging me, or am I looking at their life saying their life itself is judging me? Mm-hmm. So my virginity is now judging you not being a virgin. My... Yeah whatever mm-hmm. me not drinking is now judging you for drinking but it's not the actual person it's just their life yeah and their life cannot judge you it should just inspire you you know what mm-hmm. i mean
0: yeah but mm-hmm. I think
1: for something. that's deep that's
2: good
0: yeah you said it before that like there's different um levels or mm-hmm. categories mm-hmm. you know to being christian to being on your faith walk there's different you know points that you're going to be on and mm-hmm some people join that faith walk, you know, after they have had sex or after they have smoked or after they have, you know, um maybe suffered from al- alcoholism or something like that. So and I, can all- I, I can I can definitely um like resonate with LaSalle and like feeling judged.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: I can definitely say also I may have put that judgment on myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like Since like Cynthia has mentioned. I definitely like maybe I'm not being a good Christian because you know I did this before mm-hmm. and I'm so caught up on the fact that Something's in the past, whereas, you know, the whole point is to move forward and learn more.
1: Exactly. Yes. And I think yeah. a person that in the Bible that is so key to understand that like you're gonna be loved no matter what. And mm. that now nobody starts this perfect journey just amazing. It's just who's mm-hmm. um soft. Who, who turned into Paul. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he he was, sure. he was he was like killing, killing Christians. Christians. He yeah. was the most judgmental of them all, but yes. God used yeah. him he the wrote
2: most. Over 700 books in the Bible. You like,
1: get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like I wish that we didn't have that judge Garrett, which I'm not saying that some Christians don't judge, they do. But I mm-hmm. do wish that people who have quote unquote, sinned against God, realize that no sin is too great that God won't love you, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. another person's life can inspire you to do greater. You know what I mean? Rather than saying that life is now judging me, instead of it, let it inspire you to say, no, I can get to that point Mm -hmm. because all of us can do it. It's just that, you know, our walks with Christ may look different and we should never look at another Christian and say that it's going to look exactly the same. Like I'm going to be a virgin, but doesn't mean that I have the grace to be a virgin when I'm 30. And there's some people who are virgins when they're 30. Or, yeah. like, you know what I mean? There's so many grace periods, but the only reason why you have that grace is because all of our stories are unique to help somebody else out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I love that. like I I asked the question about like, your friendship and how... It helps you guys stand confidently as Christians. And I think mm-hmm. that um, it's almost like because your stories are so opposite mm. that you were able to learn from each other. Yeah. And like you said, you learned God's grace, and mm-hmm. LaCelle may have been more confident in her journey, as you know, to kind of take that judgment off and kind of be in her own person.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so is that true? Is that how, kind of how you guys have worked out for the last couple months, being transparency together?
1: Transparency yeah, exactly. together. I feel like just like our friendship, we we add different parts to it and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I do think transparency has brought out different creative sides that we didn't even know. And this mm-hmm. is coming from like the spiritual side and then also just like the practicality of all the business stuff that you have to do on the side. Like
3: yeah. I've seen
1: LaCelle turn into a boss, and this girl used to be so shy. And I'm just like, yeah. Yo, you doing this thing. Even with social media, I, I will I will confess I am so horrible at it. I actually. <laughs> Have to post today, so let's all forgive me. <laughs> but um there's so many avenues where it has like strengthened her, even our degrees. Like we did not plan that out, but in Mm -hmm. the future we do hope to not only throw events, but own our own place where people can be comfortable and just be transparent in themselves and their faith walk with Christ and have that, that like peaceful zone and Mm -hmm. her having that administrative side plays a lot in that. Yes. Clinical plays a lot, Mm -hmm. but all them like Funding and all that other stuff, like, yo, yeah, gonna handle that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I love that. I feel like you everybody needs, like, either if it's a group of girlfriends or a super close friend that you can be this way with, like, be mm-hmm. transparent with, mm-hmm. uh, and then have those like early husband, like first husband experiences with Come that on. friend.
2: <laughs> yes, no, but I also wanted to, um, to share something about our friendship too that, um. I would say that I'm now starting to learn now is that and I I, I, I was transparent with you before multiple times where I felt like um, when we were younger, like you were the one that would always kind of guide me and pour into me and um, speak to me and encourage me. Right. Mm-hmm. So in my phase, when I was a baby Christian, I always <laughs> felt like I couldn't do that for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I feel like i it's not necessarily that I couldn't do it. It's just that I wasn't like I can't pour out to you if I don't have anything
0: in, in, in you, yeah. you know
2: what I mean? Okay. If I don't have the Holy Spirit within me, how can I expect to pour it out? How If I don't have that, if God doesn't give me the wisdom or the Holy Spirit in order to pour out to others, it's like, you know, so that's when I realized like, okay, if I really want to be this person where I want to be able to give wisdom to others or be able to give love in, onto others or, you know, that encouragement to others, I have to be able to fill myself up. Yeah. You know, I think that's
1: the key to it. That That is honestly the key of always filling yourself up, the being humble with it. And I guess mm-hmm. that's where I had to come in in terms of God humbling me to be mm-hmm. like, yeah, you may be strong and you may be feeling like you're, you're the one kind of pulling the friendship in terms of the faith category, but you still have to be humble that I'm the one giving you the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm giving you the wisdom, <laughs> you still need LaSalle's wisdom because yeah. sometimes people under like they underlook the fact that even though somebody may be a baby Christian they can throw some words on you and it'd be powerful but because you look at them like a baby Christian you kind of bypass what they're saying and it's like children like not to say that LaSalle was a child because she wasn't it's just that she wasn't confident and she didn't have the right resources because like she said in her home but like a child, if a child is spitting some wisdom to yeah. you, but you're an adult yeah. and you don't take it because, oh, I'm an adult, I should know more than you, mm-hmm. then whatever that child said is going to be nonsense. Yeah. And yeah. God had to humble me to be like, the way that you boost somebody's confidence, even if they feel like they're a quote unquote baby Christian is if you really pay attention to what they're saying and mm-hmm. to understand that they still have wisdom. And by them understanding that they still have wisdom, even in that baby stage, it helps them to even want to obtain more wisdom and go back to the word and grow more. But if you belittle them at the baby stage, how do you want them to grow? And I think that's what the, I don't want to say the church does because, Lord, I <laughs> don't want to get into that. But, um, <laughs> but I will say that's sometimes mm-hmm. what people who are mature, quote unquote, Christians do is that they they overlook people who just came into the religion, mm-hmm. the the faith walk, not religion, but yeah. faith walk with Christ. And they overlook what they're saying rather than uplifting them and growing them and saying, no, you got this. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And that's
0: why transparency is needed. Like, <laughs> right? That that community, that that community is super important. How long have you guys known each other for? Because you guys, these timelines, I don't, I'm not sure. How long have you guys actually known Ooh. each other? For? We, um, we've
1: known each other since fourth grade. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you guys really have seen each other grow through different things. I mean,
1: God put us in every school together. We, I, I, I transferred to elementary school, to her school. We Uh were best friends when we was talking on the landlines. And then um, we went to the same middle school. Then we went to the same high school. And the high school is not the public school anymore. We went to the same all-girls Catholic high school. (laughs) And then after high school, we now went to the same college. And then after (laughs) college, now we started our grad school together.
0: (laughs) You need those friends. You need those friends. You do. You do. You do. <laughs> it, it is super important. And I know we talk a lot about like, the ways you guys are different, but I, from what I remember, you guys have pretty similar stories when it comes to your families mm-hmm. and religion. Um, so, want to explain a little bit about that, how your family reacts to, you know, you having started transparency or, you know, what your faith walk has been. Mm-hmm.
2: You want me to start? Okay. I can, I'll go. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So, well, give you, little background with my family so we my family we are we're caribbean we're from trinidad so if anybody <laughs> knows anything about Caribbeans, they love to party, know how to party they love to drink they love to <laughs> have a good time okay yeah. so, um that's what i that's what i grew up in that's what i was telling you earlier about yeah Monday through Saturday, <laughs> we're lit or we're turned up. And then Sunday, it's like, okay, yeah, me and my mom would go to church together. But mm-hmm. it's like, so um, in a sense, and my mom, my mom is like, she's still into the Catholic belief and my, um I have a very close aunt of mine, she's Muslim. So it's like, I don't really, in my immediate household, I don't really have, um I would say this that I am the only Christian for now. Amen. For now. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is, it's challenging because at home I, I have to be the one that's like, okay, if everything else around me is not happening or God isn't here, I'm like, cool. What can I do? Or I have to, you know, bring the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, but I mean, it's, it's been, it's been challenging, but I know at the same time that God is developing me because I know where I, I'm doing it for the next generation, for my my children, so they don't have to do this. Yeah, you know, or they don't have to feel alone, or they don't have to feel like they're the only one in the household as well, where they're fighting this battle. Yeah, to definitely. break that generational curse, you know. So, yeah. um, So yeah, it's difficult because I'm kind of in the space right now where I am st- where I am transitioning where I don't want to drink alcohol, and it's like <laughs> people looking at me crazy. <laughs> people looking at me crazy, like, girl, what are you talking? Would you just curse at me like, <laughs> like, it's just so different so yeah when so that know. that's my family dynamic I mean they love they love me and they love what transparency is about mm-hmm. they love what we're doing but with certain things they're just like oh you have to live your life and I'm like <laughs> oh, Jesus just set me free <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I, will, I will say I mean I I, I I like that you brought up the fact that it is similar, even though the fact there are differences, it is similar because even though, like you said, that, Like, Nigerians, we go to church. Church is in our blood. It is what you do. Um, Praying and stuff like that is a mandatory thing and whatnot. But there was a key thing that you said that, like, once your grandmother died, it's kind of like that relationship with God kind of died. And and majority of the times in Nigerian homes, it's kind of the the parents that are really, like, not forcing you, but they're kind of anchoring you to have a relationship with God. And Mm -hmm. in my house... I will say from a very young age, I already knew that God was calling me. Mm -hmm. So I had a real close relationship with God because of the things that were going in my household Mm
3: -hmm. and I had
1: to be close with God. But in terms of having a relationship with God, I don't think anybody in my household really understood what that meant. Mm -hmm. They really looked at religion as a relationship and that is a very, very wrong thing because it's not. Mm -hmm. The relationship that you have with God kind of builds the church and then religion Mm. just builds different routines that you do. And you doing those routines doesn't guarantee that you have a relationship with God. And I had to learn that by myself. But a lot of times, just like LaSalle, despite the fact that I came from a household that went to Catholic church, prayed, and whatever, I was still looked at as Mother Teresa. Like my Mm -hmm. mom still called me Mother Teresa and stuff (laughs) like that because there were certain phrases she would use that the Holy Spirit unctioned me that that wasn't the right mind of thinking. For instance, like she would say, when I would be like, okay, I'm going to pray on this and I'm believing on God in this and majority of the time God would answer me, but there's this unction that you have to work hard for God to hear you. Yeah, and I know my mom would always say, Man, doesn't fall from heaven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would be so confused because I'm like, My Bible it says, says it, that it fell from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so confused. What do you mean it didn't fall from heaven? But it's that unction that. I don't know if it's just a Nigerian thing or if it's just some people who have fallen into religion of routine mm-hmm. that you believe that your routine helps you to, God to answer you. Mm-hmm. And that is the the wrongest statement and I think I had to learn that at an early age. Even like I don't know, just the experience of oh we got to call this man of God and we got to call that man of God and this yeah. man of God. Mm-hmm. I realized that a, Early age, like I have a relationship with, with God them. myself. I, can, I have yeah. God within me. I don't need to call somebody. I mean, yes. Nobody's saying that you shouldn't have people pray with you, which is a good basis that they have. But if you're trying to connect to somebody else's anointing, quote unquote, you mm-hmm. got it wrong because God is going to first hear you out. And I had to learn that a, at an early age that there were a lot of principles that religion birthed out of my parents that mm-hmm. were not necessarily good ones. And because yeah. of that, there's a lot of things that I had to kind of go against the grain in terms of my family of thinking. Like I remember there was a Valentine's Day my mom, I love her so much, but she made that the worst Valentine's Day ever <laughs> because I told her that no manna does fall from heaven you don't,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> like you can rest in god that he has done it for you and yes. be joyful yes. you yeah. don't need to be killing yourself and fasting and praying you don't need to be worrying and stressing like you can be relaxed yes and yeah. i said those words to her and lady almost like cut my head off
3: <laughs> <laughs> no 100 <100%. Yeah>. was
1: <laughs> like what is going on but I will say what the religion that plays in my family is the fact that it's it's just the typical Nigerian religion that is not based on the Bible. And because it's not based on the Bible, a lot of people find themselves worrying a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of people find themselves in the same just struggle a, mm-hmm. because you are thinking that by yourself, you, you have to do 90% of the work and then 10% is God.
3: Yeah. And yeah. I had
1: to like really get out of that mind thinking of that kind of religion and understand that religion is my faith with Christ and moving forward in that. But yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. My mom always talks about how she actually doesn't like how um, religion is taught in America mm-hmm. um, because in Nigeria, it, t- it teaches it a lot more stricter. Like you have to, even when you go through, um, when you go to the youth classes, I'm, I'm forgetting the name.
1: Um, Sunday school.
0: So yeah, when you start going to Sunday school. She's dead. Like I guess in Nigeria, if you didn't get something right or you didn't recite it right, they would beat you or whatever. But you know wow. here, you're allowed to get it wrong. She, said, <laughs> she doesn't think it's, it's taught with the right intensity. And I'm just like, what intensity? What was it like? I don't. I never understood. I never understood that part, and it was always weird for me to hear that because one thing I struggle with, and I'm always annoyed that I don't really know, is that I don't really know the Bible stories. Yeah, um, I, I obviously know the main ones that you, everyone hears about, but my mm-hmm. mom always says, you know, in Nigeria, if you were learning this in Nigeria, you would know everything by now. You oh, would know God. all the stuff. And I was just like, I probably would, but I'm, I think I would be stressed too. I, I don't know.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pray. I wouldn't feel happy or like yeah, feel comfortable praying if I was if I was raised in that same way and yeah. the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, that religion teaches you fear to love God rather than you just love love God God. and that's what you want to read more that's what makes you want to do more but fear doesn't bring anybody that's what my pastor always says like fear cannot bring nobody it could bring somebody today and even 20 years but in their heart just like LaSalle said I will be at church and I will be thinking about groceries I'll be thinking about what I'll do next day but I'm not I'm not gonna be thinking yeah. about god at that point because me and god like you kind of not to say god but in those senses you're making god look like hitler like oh if you don't do yeah. this then you are going to be disciplined when that is the reason why jesus died on the cross it's so yeah. that you would just love to be in his presence and it's no like condemnation to you even if you feel like you sin like it says in the bible that even if there is 99 people that are following him That one person that has left, he will go back and chase that one person because that's the purpose why Jesus died on the cross is to collect everybody, the sinners or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's why when Jesus was here, he didn't discriminate you. You a prostitute, you a liar, you a beggar. That's the only reason why he had Judas on his whole team because he just didn't care. He was like, I'm going to love all All of y'all.
0: Yeah. And that's what casts
2: out all of that fear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I definitely think that um, a religion needs to be like preached more in that way, or mm-hmm. um, that needs to be like the main message, so that people so people can understand like like big big words outside the church. Like you can come in here, don't feel judged, just yeah. feel like you're in a safe space. Mm-hmm. I know because um, a struggle a struggle that I had was um, I would pray and I, and I always like. Every single morning, I'm grateful for, for being able to get up in the morning. I'm, I pray about that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll pray when I'm super happy because I think God heard me. But when I get into super, super stressful situations, I don't even pray. Right. I just wait for it to be over. And then thank God that he got me through it. But I have, <laughs> you, that's the truth. I'll, I'll just I'll sit in stress and be like, I don't know what's about to happen mm-hmm. right now. But if it ends up in my favor... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always so, I'm always so thankful. Me and my um, younger sister, mm-hmm. she and her faith walk was a lot different. Started like about a year ago. I guess I'm going to say her like 20, 20 year old faith walk yeah. I understand once more of a relationship started like a year ago. And um, I'm, I think it may have been in the beginning of this coronavirus thing, or maybe in the winter time we were having a talk because we were both going through different work stresses.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: she said at one point, you know, she fell off of praying and she just didn't want to deal with it anymore and just wanted to be done. And for whatever reason, that week I was on that week. I was super faithful. I was, I was following everything I, I wanted to follow doing the Bible study that I wanted to do. And wow. I was praying for her stress to be relieved. Yeah. And then, you know, the week, the week after that, when I'm going through a lot of stress, she was, I, was, I told her I'm done. I don't feel like doing this anymore. And she was heavily praying for me Amen. during that time like that. And I mean, we didn't know at the time, we didn't know each other was not praying. Mm. um, But we were just always talking about each other. I mean, the events ended up happening in, um, in our favor. Yeah. But and we're here today to talk about it. Right. So I think that's, I think that's really cool in the way God calls us to and pray for other people when you don't even really know that, you know, they have may be super weak right now. They may have lost their faith in this point. Um, so I think that's, that's another important thing about being transparent with the people around you about, you know, what's going on in your life, yeah. why is going on in your life and how they can help you. And it, how they can help you sometimes is usually maybe praying for you and you don't even know they're praying.
1: Yes, yes. and, that, and that that's the beauty so... of community, honestly, is somebody praying for you when you weep because you're not always going to be on game time. You really are not, and you need those type of people to be on your side in those moments where you're not on game time. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry to keep bringing Jesus up, but he is just like the (laughs) epitome of when people feel weak. When he was about to go on the cross, he cried and said, God, why have you forsaken me? And he went to Peter and them and said, please pray for me, because he understood like I'm weak right now. I have to be transparent enough to tell you I need your prayer. Yeah, me, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I need your prayer. (laughs) You know, that person yeah. that was doing all these miracles. No, no, no. I need the prayer right now. So it, it shows you the vulnerability of transparency in terms of even if you feel like you the giant, you're still going to be weak at moments. There are still mm-hmm. times you're going to cry and you need people to pray for you. Hopefully they're not sleeping like Peter and them,
0: but <laughs>
1: <laughs> you need people to pray for you. And that's an yeah. the thing in terms of community, honestly.
0: Yeah, and to even ask somebody to pray for you or to even um mention a scenario to somebody in which they would feel like they would need to pray for you takes a lot of vulnerability.
2: Yeah, it does. Um, Definitely. It does. And I think also too, like uh what I was listening to what you're saying about you and your sister, and I think that it's so like God is so intentional with all of us, and I think that I it I keep replaying that uh, Bible verse that in your in your weakness God is your strength. Like yeah. Yeah, when you're second Corinthians, and um, basically it's saying that even in your weakness, that God is that you are strong. Mm -hmm. In your weakness, you are strong. And I think that even when we recognize, like, because we have the Holy Spirit within us, that God is there and Mm -hmm. He knows. Like, okay, yeah, I want you to reach out to this person because they need you. You know, like God will be in tune with you because you have the Holy Spirit within you. That
1: no matter what, like,
2: you won't even you probably. Yeah, he's communicating to you that I need you to reach out to this person and yes. they don't even know it.
1: Yes, yes. And that's how the Holy Spirit works. And I also wanted to say something before I forget, because I know there's like one of my favorite songs, I think it's from Jonathan Ray McReynolds. Yes. Yeah. And it's called um, God is Good. And the lyrics always get me because he says, the one that really I love a lot is like, even in my bad days, it will mm-hmm. be that God is good. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. We don't understand that even when we're down. Not to say like you gonna want to pray <laughs> when you wake up in the morning. It's gonna be like on your heart, but mm-hmm. when we start building that practice. That you know, even in my bad days, even in these bad moments, it really does prove that God is good because in all the stories in the Bible, it was the bad moments that proved that God was good. Yes, God was there in the good moments, but it's the real bad moments, like the Israelites running away from Egypt and them like scared out of their Mm -hmm. minds and them terrified Mm -hmm. that God Mm -hmm. split that Red Sea. So it's the bad moments in your life that the devil would use to say, no, you ain't going to succeed, that God would say, no, 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 I'm God. And I have say over this. So even in those moments where you don't feel like praying, yes, you should be vulnerable to tell people, like, look here. But even in the back of your mind, remember it's in the bad days that I know that God is good,
2: and in yeah. the bad days, God proved your glory. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. comforting. It's comforting to know that, like, and I think that that just that just comes with knowing who God is. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And um, to there was I was looking at your questions about like, how do you, what are some tips on building a relationship with God? Yeah,
0: I, I was going to ask you that next. You guys can share some tips. Definitely. Yeah,
2: like, I think that that's, I would say that that's one of my first tips is just understanding that God really is your father. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when you understand like, yeah, this person really has my best interest at heart. You 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 understand the, the dynamic of the relationship is different now. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Because I know that God is my father. Oh, my everything about you. Mm-hmm. he he wants what's good for you like even through the bad things is what's going to like I was um just the other day I was really down like just feeling so drained Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and then I recognized like yo instead of it's all about perspective too I'm praying I'm just talking to God just communicating with him and understanding like yeah although I'm feeling stretched I'm God is stretching me back in Mm -hmm. order to Propel propel me into the future like you know that whole stretching phase is that It's all for purpose. Yeah,
3: yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: definitely. I will say that is the number one tip, but to like piggy that, because I know Pastor Todd said it the best. And even my beginning stages as a Christian, sometimes it can be very hard to look at God as a father because you think of your, earthly father. Mm-hmm. So if your mm-hmm. earthly father wasn't there the way you needed him to be in terms of finances or whatever it may be, you kind of contra- you you kind of compare it to how God will be. Mm-hmm. But the more that you understand who God is alone. Yeah. Like god you are powerful god you are this you are merciful and all these things and then you get to the abba father where okay yeah you are my dad and you have all these characteristics Mm -hmm. i remember there was a like a really tough season i was going through in terms of before i had followed god's um called to go to get my master's in social work I wanted to be a lawyer so bad and that has been something that has been on my mind since I was a young girl and I thought that was the calling that God had for me and I had to realize one summer where I was getting rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter Mm -hmm. and God when I was reading the Bible I forgot what verse it was but I know it was in maybe Romans Mm -hmm. and he was telling me how like when I do bless you, I'm not blessing you so that you can have these earthly things or accomplishments. I'm Mm -hmm. blessing you so you can know who I am more. Mm -hmm. So when I give you the acceptance letters to get to graduate school, you understand that I'm a father that hears you. Yes. When I give you the finances that you thought you couldn't have, you understand I'm a father that provides for, for you. Mm-hmm. When I give you that compassion that nobody else gives you in terms of comfort, you understand I'm a father of grace. And mm-hmm. I had to realize like all these things that we get, that our blessings are beautiful and God wants us to enjoy them, but they are also for us to understand so who, who he, he is.
0: Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, I love that! Y'all had the same time too. That was great.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do that sometimes. I don't know
0: why. <laughs> that is that is great. You have any any other tips, maybe for someone who's like scared um, about bringing it up to maybe their friends who are not involved in this faith walk, or just someone like feeling alone, like in the points that you guys felt alone. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so you can go. Okay, um, I would say also. Okay, so when you, I think that when you look at it too, if we, what, what we were just saying, like, if you know who, when you know who God is, you mm-hmm. look at him in a different way and the relationship is different, but also like, um, when we think about how we develop relationships with people, mm-hmm. right. It's, it's a relationship is built and it's built on communication or mm-hmm. it's built on spending quality time. Like, I think once you, um, understand your, like your love language with God, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? The same way how we love and treat others. Like we want to know what is your love language? How do I receive love? How am I able to communicate that? And I think that God, he speaks to us in so many different ways. And that's his way of being able to get in contact with you or speaking to you. Like you can, and I think that it's a day by day thing. You know, mm-hmm. you speak to God or you talk to him. It's not something that you just wake up. Like that's something I, I always thought. Like I used to look at Cynthia and be like, yo, like how how does this work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's day by day. Yeah. Every single day you re- you realize that you're developing your relationship with God. You take the the steps, just a, you know, a regular conversation or pouring out or journaling or
3: yeah, speaking to him,
2: him or like, you know, writing out your thoughts to him. What are you thinking about? Because he wants to know all of these things because he's in tune. He, he lives within you. He's in tune with you.
1: Yeah, I will say in terms of the loneliness because I felt that even even if you do have friends and you have family that is very like supportive and whatnot, there's still gonna be times where you feel mm-hmm. very alone mm-hmm. because even though, wait, we're gonna let this pass. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah, that was me the last time I recorded. I was like, dang,
1: dang, <laughs> dang, know, was it's so getting loud. worse. <laughs> Um, I was going to say that even though you may have that supportive system, there's still going to be times where you're alone because sometimes you just got to go through the, the experience by yourself because mm-hmm. nobody else is going through it but you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in those moments where I felt like I was alone, I think two or three things helped me. One... Is the word of God.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm not mm-hmm. saying that just to say it. I mean, like the word of God can be very comforting in those mm-hmm. times to read those promises and assurance and just mm-hmm. really know that they're going to come to pass. Mm-hmm. And three, I said three, and two <laughs> is to see your life beyond the loneliness, mm-hmm. see yeah. your life beyond the circumstance you're in and really picture that future that you do want. Like Mm -hmm. with Abraham, God had to show him the stars Mm -hmm. and he had to physically look at them stars. He had to change his name to father of nations because there are certain things where you have to picture it and you have to envision it. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is you have to write those things down. Like Mm -hmm. when I had said about me and LaSalle's friendship, even though in that moment (laughs) I was laughing, but, when you look at it, it's like it's a constant reminder that this is what you're working towards. This is a constant reminder yeah. that this is where you're going. Yeah. And when you see those physical representations to remind you and uplift you, it helps you. Like when yeah. I look at my wall now, I did like a little vision board for my wall. And I have put the characteristics. It's almost like a a vision board or something. Mm -hmm. And I look at those characteristics in terms of what I put in that I wanted a spouse. Like I put different pictures of what I wanted in a spouse. And now I look back at it and that I have those things. Mm I'm amazed by God. You know what I mean? But those were those same little pictures that prompt me to be like, all right, I'm lonely and I'm sad right now. And I feel like nobody understands me. But... I know that this is where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. And as long yeah. as you have that faith that you're gonna get there, it will help you get out that loneliness. But when I say that it will be easy, you won't cry, yeah. you will. Yeah. And that's yeah. just a part of life. You know what I mean? And if other people who have really prospered in this life if you want to look at it from the earthly stance like people like oprah or i don't know all these celebrities that people may look up to they had to go through hard times <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? they didn't just get there just to get there there was some tears involved there was Definitely. some loneliness involved there was some people who doubted that they could get there they even doubted themselves yeah. but at the end of the day look at where they are and you always have to envision your future you and and that's something i tell my sister that if today you feel sad look at your future you and what is your future you telling you about this very moment to tell you to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because your future you understands that this is happening today to build that future person.
3: Yeah. You yeah. know
1: what I mean? I don't Definitely. know if you've ever seen queen of the South because you can so good. You can use earthly things to understand God. You can. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But I've never,
0: I never seen that show.
1: You it's gotta watch so it. It's so good. It's I mean, so it's, a, good. it's a lot of killing, but it's really it's good. A lot
2: going on, but it's so <laughs> good. Okay, it's awesome. all right. I mean, I have,
0: I have a free weekend, so I'm gonna try. I'll try it this weekend.
2: Yes, girl, you're gonna get hooked. You it's about hooked. drugs, girl, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but I'm so saying good. that there's a key thing that yes. I took from there is that she had her future her keep speaking to her in her down and, moments. Yes.
3: Yeah. And that powerful. kept
1: encouraging her and encouraging yeah. her. And, that's I'm and where
2: she saw herself. Yes. And how she spoke to herself. Yes. And it's so powerful. Yes. And another thing I just wanted to say, like uh, what we're talking about, the word of God, like the word of God is so powerful. And I think the more that we take it personal and like we write down scriptures and mm-hmm. you replace it with your name, it's mm-hmm. because God is speaking directly to, to you. you. It's a book of promises and he's speaking to you directly. Yeah. Like, Um, Even what we're talking about with Abraham, Mm -hmm. like how, you know, you will be the king of the descendants and more will come from you. I have have that scripture on my wall. (laughs) Like, you will be, you know, the queen of descendants and you will have children and you will have a healthy marriage and you will prosper. And you have, we have to take it personal because it's, it's our life and God has purpose for each and every one of us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Just to touch on that. And then I guess whatever question you have for us after is like, I'm a very visual person when it comes to the word of God, because if not, it just think, it looks like, you know, make-believe stories. But if yeah. I really vision it for myself, like, it says the word of God is, is, um, is, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um the word of God is, is um what, your hiding place? No, 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 no. What? It's um, sharper than yeah. a two-edged sword. sword? Mm-hmm. So if I really mm-hmm. look at the word of God as a two-edged sword that is so sharp, mm-hmm. like that is the thing that is going to cut that loneliness. Mm-hmm. That is the thing that is going to destroy whatever is in blocking my way. That is the Amen. thing that's even going to stop myself that's from bad. doubting where I need to go. So if I really look at that word as it's supposed to be my weapon, like a person would pick up a gun to defend themselves, mm-hmm. then and I need to pick up that word to defend my future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I love I love everything you guys just said. Um, I wanted to the point where LaSalle, you're talking about you like looked at Cynthia and you didn't know like how does she do it? Like, why how is she there? And I, I'm not there in my journey yet. Mm-hmm. And for anyone like doing any journey or embarking on anything, I think the process is so important. Like the journey yeah, that yeah. you're on to you get to, you know, where you think the Level of Christian Christianity you want to touch is everything that you learn between where you are now and getting to this level that you're trying to reach is the most important thing. Yeah. And I think that um, sometimes people try to skip, right? You try if you try to skip the process and you just want to be mm-hmm. like holier than thou. You wake up one morning, you end up kind of living a fake life, yeah, uh, instead of actually putting in the groundwork, doing like the Bible studies, or as I said, being um, vulnerable or talking to people about it and exploring what your actual faith walk is, you can almost create your personalized your personalized faith walk instead of trying to skip over and trying to do something that, you know, it's not going to fit with your lifestyle. Yeah,
2: exactly. you know? definitely. That's so good. Exactly. That's deep. And yeah. then recognize that your journey is going to look different from someone okay. else's. Like, yeah. I can't look and compare and say, oh, well, how did she get there? Or why don't I have what you have? Or, you know, because, and nothing that that's something that I had to learn. And especially now where it's like, I am so confident and so secure in myself where I want to celebrate you Mm -hmm. in your blessings. You know what I mean? I want to celebrate that. And I understand that whatever God has for me is is set apart for me Mm -hmm. and it's specifically for me. So I can't, you know, look at anybody else anyway. Like I know that God is doing a good work in me. Yeah,
1: definitely. Period. Yeah. And I Mm -hmm. was like, sometimes you, how do I say sometimes? But, um Mm -hmm. you don't want to look at somebody else and say how did you get there because you don't know what pain they had to go through Mm -hmm. to get to that faith definitely Mm -hmm. you know what i mean some people had to go through some really hard times and that's what built their faith so you don't want to say well i should have been there because do you Mm want to go through their same experience no that's very
0: true that's very true you you
1: don't you know you don't because I won't say majority, but majority of the time where you see people who are strong, I mean, strong in faith is because they had to go through a strong trial. Yeah.
3: And yeah.
1: you look at that and think it's so easy now because their trial is done. But they had to really walk through mountains and trust mm-hmm. in God. And that's not the easiest thing to go through. So just like Cell said, just celebrate them that they got through it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know what yeah. kind of fight they had to get through within themselves to mm-hmm. say, I'm here now. And that's why I know what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I love it. You guys, you guys are so great. I want to yeah. know what is next for transparency. I know we're living in, you know, a pandemic. <laughs> these these are not like, you know, these are not like the same times where you guys were hosting your events and stuff. Yeah. Well, first, first, thought What events have you guys done first? What events have you put together first?
1: Um, so our first event that we did was kind of like a get to know transparency where we had it at a park that was nearby where we live.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: then our next event was sister to sister. sister. And okay. sister to sister was birthed out because like we said, we wanted people to be transparent. We wanted people to be transparent like you would with your actual sister mm-hmm. and um have that community where you feel like it's a, it's, it's, it's able for you to breathe that that um how am i explaining it in terms of whatever faith walk you're in you mm-hmm. still be comfortable, just yeah. like you would be comfortable with your sister. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then the next event we did was the, the hook-up, hookup culture.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: the hookup culture was birthed out of we just have all these assumptions in terms of dating, in terms of Christian dating. So we wanted to have we had a panel of guys, and they gave us their perspective because a lot of times there's so much things out there for Christian dating in terms of targeting women, but mm-hmm. for men it's like where you at, mm-hmm. and you teaching yeah. all the women how to be great wives, but where are you at teaching all those Amen. men to be great husbands? Come on, yeah. So we wanted to have a perspective from a male's perspective. Oh Jesus, uh, from a male's yeah. point of view of. What does it mean as you, as a Christian man to do Christian dating with a Christian girl? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Those yeah. were our events so far. We were going to do more this, this um, 2020. 2020,
0: but you know. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. And even at, um at the sister, sister, at the sister, the sister event that I actually attended, I actually made a new friend there. So oh, who wow. I was going so to numbers with. Yeah. Yes. Cause she was in my group and yes, the, the questions were deep. So we were getting pretty deep in that <laughs> even amongst ourselves that when I left the first time, I was like, Oh, I need to get her number. I didn't get her number, but I ended up seeing her um, at a party and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. we should exchange numbers. And, you know, from there, we were able to at least build a friendship based on having experienced sister sister. Awesome. That's beautiful.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the purpose. Honestly, yeah. that's beautiful. And yeah. I'm happy. But you asked what do, um, yeah, what else we have. What else store? we have in store? Well, yes. you know, when things start opening up, we do want to expand in terms of events, in terms of it being like more retreat style. Okay. So like even though sister to sister was powerful and the hookup culture was powerful, mm-hmm. um, when you're sleeping over, it brings a different aspect. Because mm-hmm. I remember me and Lacelle, yeah. we went to uh all girls Catholic high school and we had retreats and majority of the time the reason why we understood the girls that we were in class with is because those retreats really brought out things and the mm-hmm. reason why they brought out things is because even for a slivet you were living with somebody yeah. and when you yeah. live with somebody it brings out different Ooh, emotions and girl. vulnerability yeah. Yeah. and um, we had transparent conversations on those retreats and I remember like they we used to have this circle and oh my god when that circle would form we gonna know somebody gonna cry Ooh, Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you got uncomfortable And they always did that circle on the last day because by the time you hit the last day, all the, you know, I don't want to see, I don't want you to see me how I look like this sleeping or that. It kind of goes out the way you become more comfortable with somebody. So we wanted to expand it to more retreat style in terms of sister to sister, where we like explore together. We do activities, we do trusting activities together and we really do build that sisterhood. And then the next Avenue is what we're going to release this weekend is we're releasing a website that sells faith-based jewelry. And not only faith-based jewelry, jewelry, but also our own t-shirt line of transparency in terms of promoting community. And I'm pretty sure in the future future, there shall be a book in the name of Jesus. And in the future future, there shall be a building that says transparency where people can come and get different resources and Mm -hmm. just honestly them feel like No matter where you are, even if you feel like you're day one Christian, you feel so comfortable there. You feel Mm
2: safe. Definitely. Like, we want it to be some sort of like a multi purpose building where we can, um, yeah, like bring families together, Mm -hmm. bring friends together, build friendships, create community, and um, just as a whole. Like, that's that's the vision of transparency. Definitely. That is the vision. I love
0: it. I'm here for it. I love it. I'm going to buy some jewelry. (laughs) Yeah. Is it this weekend you're dropping this? What did say? Website? Is it this weekend that you're dropping the website?
1: Yes, we are. We're actually doing it on Sunday. Yeah, On yes. Sunday?
3: Yes.
0: So you, know, you know what? It's funny because I originally planned to put this episode out, not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh. But I'll, I'll, I'll actually put this web, this episode up this Sunday. Oh. And oh yeah, that's send so me, fun. Yeah, send me the link. I'll put it in my bio because the episode oh. drops on Sundays too. So then oh. you can have that and hopefully, you know, this can help.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm ordering the jewelry.
1: Definitely. But I also wanted to pray for you when we're when you're done asking questions because I am so proud so proud of you yes. like so proud this is of amazing. you like even though people may look at it like oh this is a little step no this is a big step in your future not mm-hmm. because podcasts, but yeah. because the boldness that you took to say I am creating a podcast that will turn into an empire for my name Amen. and not yeah. only an empire for my name but that will encourage and give a platform to other people from yeah. this so, powerful. so I am so proud of you and I know that God is going to continue to bless you in this avenue that it's not just going to be a podcast and i want you to get that out of your mind that it would just be a podcast because it will be much much greater than that and i want you to have that open mind of wherever god takes you with this one stem because this is just a little seed Mm
3: -hmm. wherever
1: that seed grows into be open-minded to wherever god takes you and those opportunities will surely run to you not walk to you but run run to you and It will grow into something that you look back at this very day and say, wow, I am so happy that I took that first step. And Mm -hmm. that first step made me my first millions. That first step made me have a generation that will now look at it and have something to hold for themselves. And not only that, Mm -hmm. that I have grown businesses from this and I've met different people and I've traveled to different places because Mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. So continue to have that open mind. And that is my prayer for you, that Mm -hmm. God will continue. I love
0: that.
3: Amen,
0: amen. Thank amen. you so much. I got a little speechless there.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, yes. Yeah, but thank you. I, I appreciate it. Like that—that that was the plan for the podcast. This is, you know, the first stem, but I, I really do have plans in my head about how I want to expand it, and I'm open for change. So I really, really do appreciate so those words. Amen. Oh, yeah, it's so great. I'm so happy that I had you guys on this episode. I think yeah. the last thing I had to ask was just um maybe if you wanted to share your favorite um, Bible verse, one that you. Go to a lot um, that helps you, or if you have the same one, or maybe a saying for transparency. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. Um, So
1: many Bible verses. I know. (laughs) know, But I will say the one that I am like dealing with in terms of my situation right now that is helping me is Deuteronomy. Twenty-eight verses one to fourteen, but Mm -hmm. I'll read this snippet of it, and it says, "The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you Mm -hmm. from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do, and will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord your God will bless you and the land He is giving you."
2: Amen.
0: That is. I love it. That was great. Amen. That
2: is beautiful. I know Do LaSalle. you want to? Ooh. Girl.
1: Lissette <laughs>
2: always has that one first that she know. always talks about. And I have another one, too. The one um, I, okay. Yeah, so the one that is, like, so meaningful to me um, is, okay. Yeah, it's Romans, Romans 8.28. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And it's just, it's just a constant reminder. Like even when you're going through hard times, it's that God is good and he's working everything together for your good. And it's just breaking it down. It's like, um, and that are called. Mm -hmm. according to his purpose knowing that you are called yes and that you have purpose and that you have purpose amen it's just it's just so much it's so powerful in one and another one that um i actually i posted it on transparency and just a quick little synopsis of what's happening is it's um genesis 16 verse 13 and it's when um everything that happened between sarah and abraham and sarah asking hagar to sleep with abraham to have
0: Ishmael. Yeah.
2: So now um but Sarah is very jealous mm-hmm. of Hagar and Abraham's relationship. So she's casting Hagar out and mm-hmm. telling her you need to go from mm-hmm. here. I don't want you here. Mm-hmm. Um you're causing issues in my marriage. Like you know so many things. So now Hagar is in the wilderness by herself mm-hmm. in complete darkness, loneliness, despair. Um so much, she's feeling so much guilt. She's stressed out. She's like, I just had a, you know, a baby. And now, the, now my, yeah, now, my, now I'm getting thrown out. She's telling me to go. And the verse says, thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said to God, you are the God who sees me. Amen. And she also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? And Amen. it's just so powerful to know that, whatever it is you're going through that God sees you Amen, and you specifically and he hears you and he loves you and he is working everything together for your okay. good. Amen.
0: Ooh, love great. it. I um, wrote those down. <laughs> 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 I No, I really do love it and I, and I love transparency. I don't know if I even giving you guys, um, how much I've loved the whole thing and how much it's helped me. I feel like I'll be in my faith walk be more confident in my faith walk attending your events mm-hmm. um even if you're wondering they do send out monthly emails that are actually right on time usually all the time for me to read like a nice mm-hmm. um just put bible verses in there uh kind of get some give some encouraging words to start off each month that's very important right now in 2020, not knowing what each month is really going to have in store. But yeah. I love getting your, your um, monthly emails as well. You can follow, if you guys want to plug um, your Instagram pages and the transparency page and stuff like that, you can tell them your at handles.
2: Yeah, so transparencies is at T R A N S P A R E N and two C's. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then with the monthly
1: emails, we also are gonna have it on our website that is dropping where you can just put your email and it shoots us your email yeah. so we can mm-hmm. attach you to our monthly, monthly emails.
0: emails. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I will have all their rest of their Instagram stuff in the bio as long as along with the link for their website.
2: Yes. So thank oh, this
0: you. has been so thank much fun. You. Thank thank
2: you I know. So much. I like yeah. It. Thank
0: you guys.
2: Yes, definitely. <laughs>
0: All right, best of luck. Best of luck in everything. Thank you guys for another episode and listening to another episode of the Be Bold Podcast. Be bold!